Luke's gospel, the second chapter, find the words of our sharing today. In those days a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be enrolled. This was the first enrollment when Quirinius was governor of Syria, and all went to be enrolled each to his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee from the city of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and the lineage of David, to be enrolled with Mary his betrothed, who was with child. And when they were there, the time came for her to be delivered. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in the manger because there was no place for them in the inn. And in that region there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were all filled with fear. And the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of a great joy, which will come to all people. For to you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying glory to God in the highest glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among all people with whom God is pleased thus far the scripture we give God thanks and we give God praise God we're so grateful today for what our eyes have seen and our ears have heard already in this place now bless us O God in this moment And God, we will not fail. We'll give you the praise, the honor, and the glory. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen and amen. Today, I just want to talk to you for a quick minute from the subject, Jesus, what a wonderful child. Jesus, what a wonderful child. Every Christmas, it becomes challenging for pastors and preachers to preach the same old story and preach it in meaningful ways. Ever so often, I think the best way for us to celebrate these texts is simply to teach what is in these texts so that the lessons from these texts can be a blessing to us in very practical and significant ways. Amen. Here in this text, it describes the birth of Jesus Christ, his parents uh, having to go out of the city to make sure they were enrolled. Uh, Again, the census was taken by Quirinius, the governor. And again, uh, they go and while they are out of town, it is there that Mary would give birth to her son. And I want to just talk about just a few of these lessons about this Jesus. Uh, And that in the end, in verse 7, there's our first lesson for today. First lesson is Jesus is such a wonderful child, you ought to make room for him in your life. You really ought to make room for Jesus in your life. The Bible says there was no room in the inn. Imagine God visiting the earth. God coming in the person of Jesus Christ. And there was no room in the inn for Jesus. What, what would make a people not make room 
for Jesus, the Son of God, to have a place to be born, a place for him to grow, a place for him to enter the world as a human being. Maybe the people were so busy that they just didn't and had not thought about the fact that, you know, there always ought to be a place in your life, a place in your space, a place in your home where you would make room for Jesus. Yes, we can say they were running a business, and when you run in a business, you want all of your rooms filled. But even if you run a business and you want all of your rooms filled, you always ought to make room, amen, to accept someone into that space and into that place who can change the atmosphere of whatever is going on in that house. It is like in your house. As much as your house is filled and you may have a person living in each of the rooms of your house. But nevertheless, the Bible says that we ought to make room for Jesus. It teaches us that we ought to make room for Jesus in our lives. Let all of the celebrations that we are preparing to have over the next week, over the next few days, make sure that there is room in those celebrations, room in your house for the person of Jesus Christ, amen, to be celebrated in that. I mean, you, your family come to town and whatever y'all eating and whatever y'all drinking, whatever adult beverages y'all have, make sure that there is room in your home, amen, for Jesus to be celebrated in your house. This, he is the reason for the season. And if he is the reason for the season, then you really ought to make room for him in your house. Uh, after you've eaten and after you've talked, somebody ought to say something about Jesus Christ being good to you. Amen. At some point, you ought to reflect on how good Jesus has been to you during the course of this year. Amen. And if he has not done for you what you want him to do for you, then that ought to be the conversation. What I am expecting him to do in my life. And if you are expecting him to do something in your life, then you ought to make room for him in your life. I tell you before, I told you before, uh, when, when we decided to change out the beds, we had two, uh, two twin beds in Savannah's room. We had always had an extra bed in her room so that whenever her friends would come over to spend the night, uh, they would always have a place to sleep in the room with Savannah. And uh, when we decided to change him out when she became a little teenager and buy her a full-size bed, I remember very clearly that the bed, the new bed, was on its way. Amen. But we had not made room for the new bed because we had left the same twin beds in its place. You can't expect something new to come in your life and not have made accommodation for the new stuff by moving out the old stuff in your life. Come on, y'all. In each of our lives, there are going to be stuff that need to be moved out. We got some toxic people in our lives. We got to move them out. Come on, y'all. We don't like to delete folk, but sometimes we have some folks on Facebook you had to defriend. Come on, y'all. Like, I can't handle you in my space right now because I'm making more room for Jesus in my life and you are, you are taking up valuable space and valuable emotion. Come on, y'all. If you got a friend that you got to spend so much energy just to keep them in your life. Maybe during the season, you need to just... I wish you well. 
Amen. I just wish you well, but during this season, I cannot afford to accommodate you in my life. I need this room for something else in my life. I'm learning, the older I get, I'm learning to live lighter. I'm I, I like it easy. I, I want my life to be easier the older I get. You know, you ain't, you ain't get, it, when you're getting older, you, you start reevaluating stuff very differently in your life. Uh, and one of the ways that you uh, start to evaluate uh, who stays in your life is uh, what value do you bring to my life? What do you bring that's new? Come on. What do you bring that's new? What new perspective? What new idea? Come on. Do, do you bring to my life that would help me to live a better life? Come on. It, it's like if you ain't bringing nothing new, you, you, you got to go. If, 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 if you ain't helping me to live uh, better, then you, you just got to ease on out. It's, like it's not like I would not ever talk to you again, but it's like during this season of my life, I just can't accommodate you in my life. I need, I, I need to make room for some Jesus in my life. Now, this whole idea of making room for Jesus, the reason I say he's a wonderful child, he's a wonderful gift, is that the coming of Jesus into your life ought to be uh, the game changer. It ought to be uh, when Jesus comes into your life. Anybody in here remember when you first accepted Jesus Christ in your life? Come on, the joy you had in your life. You want, I wanted, I, I, in, in, in Trinidad, you don't have, we didn't have commentaries. Uh, so uh, when you accepted Jesus, you just wanted to get to know everything you could know about him. So you read the Gospels over and over and over because they said you, if, you want, if you accept him in your life, then you ought to know him. And if you know him, we're better to learn about him than in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. So you read it over and over and over again. And when you get that Jesus, when you get the words of Jesus into your life, and then you have something now that you can draw back on. And now you know how to treat people because you can look at the way Jesus treated people. You can love what he loved. Come on, my God. You, you can go after the least and the lost and the left out and the lonely and the abused and the refused and, and people who are, uh, you can do it because you are bringing more of him into your life. You got to know the real Jesus, y'all. A Jesus that does not challenge you to change is not the Jesus of the gospel. The Jesus of the gospel, charges, he challenges us to change. He challenges us to value things very differently in our lives. That's, that's the Jesus that we're trying to preach here at this church. A Jesus who includes those who have been excluded. Anybody who's been put out of another church, they're welcome in this church. Come on, whatever you have done, I don't care what you have done in your Pass. I don't care what you've gotten disciplined for at another church, at this church. Come on. I read it somewhere in the Gospels. Jesus says the kingdom of heaven is like a dragnet. 
In other words, it's, it's like a dragnet that when thrown out, it catches all kinds of fish, y'all. That's what the church ought to look like. It ought to look like where we're just catching all kinds of fish. Folk who you don't like. Folk who you like. Folk who act like you. Folk who don't act like you. When you got Jesus in your life, you love them too. Because had it not been for Jesus in your life, you'd be just like them too. So to make room for this Jesus in your life is to start acting like him. And the more you act like him, the better the church becomes. He take in folks who nobody else would take him. Come on, let's make some room for Jesus in our lives this season. Amen. That's all I want to say to you today. Let's just make some room for a Jesus that will challenge you to change.